Listener's discretion is advised. I gotcha. Hey! Good evening to all of the parties who are still at home, not doing the whole Black Friday mania full of mob of Black Friday shoppers who tend to go footballing, and by mean footballing, I mean soccer, FIFA World Cup style, trying not to get a red card, which everybody will get a red card, trying to find the same item they want to shop. Yes. That's the Black Friday mania I was talking about. But since you're here, I guess we're gonna get to this uh, Friday special prime time. Well, it's beyond the prime time. We're picking up where we left off since that last January 6th hitting. And of course, they already did their final January 6th hearing a few months ago. And we're now going to get to that one of those segments now turned into a long primetime special episode. It is a segment once ran by the host of the late show on CBS during Donald Trump's European tour called... Why in the world is Donald Trump? Now, before everything comes awry, imagine if... Former President Trump would chat with uh, Fox News again. Apparently, he would have if I could imagine him talking to the people from the Fox and Friends just days before he decided to call on to the people and tell them that he's running for president again. And I could imagine it during Tiffany Trump's wedding, like like, uh, this one from their YouTube channel. Hey, uh, you don't think he still watches our show, do you? Well, he's at his daughter's wedding this weekend, so at least we know he won't call in. <laughs> Hello, it's your favorite president. Uh, uh, new phone, who dis? He, he is just kidding. Hi, Donald. Congratulations on Tiffany's wedding. Who? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay, they're just doing the vows. Just talking about you. There was that New York Post headline that called you Trumpy Dumpty and said you had a great fall. Well, I agree. I had a great fall. I had a great summer as well. And, uh, you know, many people are saying I'll have a great winter, but I'm having a great fall. Okay, the leaves are turning red. It's a red wave in terms of tree and with regard to leaf. 
that you're blaming both Sean Hannity and Melania for advising you to endorse Dr. Oz. It's true, it's true. And let me tell you, it's very hard being in a fight with your soulmate and also Melania. But, you know, now all anyone wants to talk about is Ron de Sanctimonious. I know, I'm surprised I know that word too, but... But Ron had it so easy. All right, you said DeSantis has the advantage of sunshine. That's right. Everyone goes to Florida for the sunshine. But look, I made Ron DeSantis, okay? He was going to lose until I sent FBI agents to go and fix his election. Wait, you just submitted to what? But he's ungrateful, and now he's trying to steal my sunshine, just like Len. And, you know, Len, they were a one-hit wonder, okay? Kind of like OMC. And these election results are making us go... How bizarre. How bizarre, how bizarre. We're all hearing that all the time, right? How bizarre. Uh, don't you need to, like, walk your daughter down the aisle? Missed it. Anyway, what are you guys talking about? What are you guys talking about? You see Fablemans? Mr. President, I don't know how to tell you this, but we've moved on. We can't have you on the show anymore. What? What did I do? Was it the insurrection? No. The impeachments? No. Blackmailing Ukraine? No. Charlottesville? No. Didn't make wall? No. The murder? What? Kidding. Uh, uh, it's because you lost. Uh, Mr. President, we just don't see a future with you. But you know what? We can still be friends, okay? So bye-bye now. Wait, 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 wait. I have a big announcement. November 15th. Hey, don't push me off. I have a big announcement, and it's not what you think. I'm running for president again. Word, uh, but we're finally free. Change is on the horizon, and I have a pretty good idea we won't be hearing from him again. Well, that escalated quickly. I guess it is the end of an era, maybe, for Fox and Friends and Donald Trump. But really, what would really happen in the real life aspect? Seriously, the real life aspect would be different. But anyways, we're gonna get to the segment after the brief ad about the final, final January 6th hearings and the results and the reactions and, well, what's life after the January 6th hearings. So, stay tuned, folks. Please give me the answer. What's it gonna say? I can't take this any longer. When you're wondering how the recent Supreme Court ruling will affect you, it's time to reach for the Clear Rights Home Test, the only at-home kit designed to alert you whether you get to make your own decisions. Okay, but it's my body. Is it? Take the test and find out. Just go into a bathroom, do whatever girls do in there, then wait five minutes and ask your husband to read the results. Oh, I don't have a husband. Yeah, there's a shocker. Our digital display will give you fast results like positive for rights, positively no rights, reply hazy, try again, and ask the Federalist Society. Wait, why are my rights in my pee? I don't know. Why are babies in pee? It's, it says I have rights. Oh, wait. Offer not valid in Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana. And our supreme version comes with a little picture of Justice Samuel Alito on the stick. Oh, no, you can't reuse that. Oh, I know. I just want to pee on him again. 
Clear Rights Home Test. From the makers of Is Your Gay Marriage Legal? Coming sooner than you think. folks now let's get to that very long segment a segment that is so long you can barely watch the whole film of black panther wakanda forever or the segment that is so long you couldn't survive without drinking water or it is so long you can't even get to the destination point instead you have to go through a maze to get to the fully operational death star Well, this uh, long segment, this Death Star segment, is where we get to recap the last January 6th hearings in which the January 6th committee decided to subpoena Donald Trump and the former president wasn't happy about that. But uh, the only person who can describe this better than I do is the current host of The Late Show on CBS. So... Why don't we go to him? I, I come to you this evening following the historic, possibly, maybe, probably, definitely not last January 6th committee hearing. <laughs> Today was the committee's 10th public session. So we've had exactly as many hearings as we've had Batman movies. <laughs> this is why Adam Kinzinger came dressed in his nipple suit. <laughs> Did the former president throw ketchup against the wall? Tell me I am justice. <laughs> of course, since it's their 10th hearing, the committee finally filled out the, the punch card. Uh, let's see here. There you go. Uh... Ooh. Ooh, that means the former president gets a free sub. Peanut. Because, spoiler alert, in a shocking twist ending, the January 6th panel voted to subpoena the former president. And to make sure the former president reads the subpoena, it's being printed on the wrapper of a Gordita Supreme. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's efficient. It's efficient. Supreme. Supreme, of course, that's a subpoena with a dollop of sour cream on top. <laughs> First up, Chairman Benny Thompson laid out the plan for the hearing. Today's proceeding will also be grounded in the facts, but it won't look exactly like all our other hearings. Now, I was hoping that meant they were going to present the hearing in song. <laughs> Turns out, he meant this. We'll also take a step back and look at the evidence in a broader context, providing a summary of key facts we've uncovered. For those of you who've watched our prior hearings, some of this evidence will look familiar. It was a clip show. A look back at the top moments of season one, when the former president tried to strangle a Secret Service agent, Josh Hawley scampered away like a frightened squirrel, and, of course, the very special episode where the committee got married and had a baby. <laughs> Vice Chair Liz Cheney explained what the goals of the hearing were. A key element of this committee's responsibility is to propose reforms to prevent January 6th from ever happening again. 
I am all for stopping future violence, but I caution against just going from January 5th to January 7th from now on. That is going to cause <laughs> chaos in the calendar industry. I mean, think of the sexy firemen. Won't someone think of the thinking of them now? California Representative Joe Lofgren made it clear just how prepared the former president was to lie about the election results. A few days before the election, Mr. Trump also consulted with one of his outside advisors, inside activist Tom Fitton, about the strategy for election night. The select committee got this pre-prepared statement from the National Archives. As you can see, the draft statement, which was sent on October 31st, declares, we had an election today, and I won. They were already planning to lie about the election results as early as October 31st. That's the spookiest Halloween ever. <laughs> Trick or treason, it's a boo d'etat. <laughs> now to... To drive home the premeditated nature of this, Lofgren played a tape of White House advisor Steve Bannon explaining the president's strategy before the election, in fact, also on Halloween. And what Trump's going to do is just declare victory, right? He's going to declare victory. Also, if Trump is, if Trump is losing mm. by 10 or 11 o'clock at night, mm. it's going to be even crazier. <laughs> no, because he's going to sit right there and say they stole it. I'm yeah, going to uh, agree. I'm directing the attorney general mm. to shut down all ballot places in all 50 states. It's going to be no. <laughs> he's not going out easy. Trump, if Biden's winning, mm. Trump is going to do some crazy Usually, usually when you hear someone lay out an evil plan that baldly, James Bond is strapped to a table with a laser pointed at his balls. <laughs> the select committee also played some of the footage from a documentary crew that was following Roger Stone. I really do suspect it would still be up in the air. But when that happens, the key thing to do is to claim victory. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. No, we won. you. Sorry, over. We won. Yeah. You're wrong. you. Actually, Roger, Biden won. you. Sorry, over. We won. You're wrong. you. <laughs> If it, if it wasn't clear enough that the president's supporters were responsible for the violence, they said it, point blank, like the leader of the Proud Boys, Enrique, Enrique Terrio. Terrio, along with other Proud Boys, has been charged with multiple crimes concerning the attack on January 6th, including seditious conspiracy. During the attack, Terrio sent a message to other Proud Boys claiming, we did that. Okay, not the best idea to claim credit for violence addition while it's happening. But to be fair, they're not called the smart boys. <laughs> the committee. <laughs> Ooh, my darling. The committee made clear that the ex-president was well aware that he had lost. Cassidy Hutchinson put it in plain terms. He had said something to the effect of, I don't want people to know we lost, Mark. This is embarrassing. No, losing isn't embarrassing. You know what's embarrassing? That you were ever our president, you traitorous dingleberry. <laughs> now, great image. 
It's nice to paint the picture. Oh, my God. The committee recounted that the ex-president lost 61 court cases where he tried and failed to prove there was voter fraud, then showed testimony from former White House figures saying he should have respected those rulings, including his daughter Ivanka, who, I will remind you, was a White House staffer. Never forget how crazy that place was. <laughs> Jim? Ivanka, do you, do you believe the president's obligated to abide by the rulings of the courts? I do. Ouch. <laughs> Not the I do he was hoping for from Ivanka. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, remember, the ex-president and his allies continuing excuse, the thing they've said a million times, that this wasn't planned. It was just a spontaneous outburst of coordinated violence. Well, check out this text from an organizer of the January 6th riot. We obtained a text message that one rally organizer sent on January 4th. In part, it reads that, quote, POTUS is going to have us march there, slash the Capitol, and POTUS is going to just call for it unexpectedly. Did you notice that? Unexpectedly? Buddy, the quotes don't make it less illegal. <laughs> I like to see this guy get pulled over. Officer, I'm not drunk. I am heavily inebriated <laughs> because my wife took the children and the house because of my serious drinking problem. <laughs> committee had all sorts of new damning details. Congressman Adam Schiff showed Secret Service messages demonstrating that agents were aware of armed supporters of the ex-president gathering outside the metal detectors. By 9.09 .09 that morning, the Secret Service could also see that many rally-goers were assembled outside the security perimeter. One agent emailed, possibly because they have stuff that couldn't come through, would probably be an issue with this crowd. Just a thought. Okay. But if it's an imminent threat, why are you putting it in an email? <laughs> to a White House mail list, subject line, no biggie. Hey, y'all, just want to ping you, uh, Ray, outbreak of civil war. Let's pencil a meeting on the calendar. No worries, if not, thanks, gotta go, being trampled. Now, the White House knew just how bad this was going to get. In the lead-up, advisor Jason Miller emailed the former president's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, a link to a page that was blatantly planning violence. The linked web page had comments about the joint session of Congress on January 6th. Take a look at some of those comments. Gallows don't require electricity. If the filthy commie maggots try to push their fraud through, there will be hell to pay. Okay, that is terrifying. But we do have a new nickname for the former president. Hell to pay. Well, there you have it, folks. That is how we conclude the January 6th hearing. But wait! There's more! Perhaps the most shocking new revelation from today's January 6th hearing was that for the first time, we saw harrowing footage of what was happening with our congressional leaders as they sheltered in place during the riot. Here's documentary footage in which we see Chuck Schumer taking charge. I'm gonna call up the effing secretary of DOD. You tell him, Chuck! <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Mr. Secretary of DOD, this is M-effing Senator Charles Schumer. 
and I am, in a word, P.O.'d. You tell POTUS that Chuck Schumer is DTF doing talking firmly. We saw more footage from the room where the Speaker of the House and others were taking shelter during the siege. They're breaking windows and going in, uh, uh, obviously ransacking our offices and all the rest of that. That's nothing. The, uh, the concern we have about uh, personal harm, safety. personal safety is it just transcends everything. I got to say, this footage reveals a superhuman level of composure by the speaker. I guess it's true what they say. Behind every successful man is Nancy Pelosi saying, Chuck, please, I'll handle this. <laughs> Even... She got it. Did you see any of it? She got it. I didn't see it. She was amazing. Wow. Wow. She was extraordinary. You could cut a diamond. Wow. Even in the midst of the violent siege, they're all fighting for their lives. There was bipartisan agreement that they were there for a bigger purpose, as Pelosi describes a conversation she had with Mitch McConnell. We talked to Mitch about it earlier. He, uh, he's not in the room right now, but he was with us earlier uh, and said, you know, we want to expedite this and hopefully they could confine it to just one complaint, Arizona, and then we could vote and, and it would be, you know, then just move forward with the rest of the state. Can you imagine how brave it is to decide to get back to work while your office is full of people who want to kill you? I won't come to work if they don't have the coffee I like. <laughs> If the Ed Sullivan Theater were full of rioters, I would quit and open a crab shack wherever weed is legal. But... South Carolina, no. Not in South Carolina. But if Pelosi was... She was also aware of the obstacles to getting back to the certification, including the fact that rioters had defecated in the chambers. Well, we're getting a counterpoint that is could take time uh, to clean up the poo-poo that they're making all over the, literally and figuratively, in the Capitol, and that uh, it may take days to get back. Okay, three things. One, it is moving to watch Nancy Pelosi have the guts and single-minded focus to make sure that the will of the people was heard and democracy preserved. Two, it is heartbreaking to revisit the destruction and the violence, both figurative and literal, to our country's democracy. Three, it is delightful to hear Nancy Pelosi say poo-poo. <laughs> Not worth it. <laughs> Not worth it, but delightful. And you gotta get your joys where you can these days. <laughs> I have just one, one quibble with Nancy. She said it was gonna take days to clean up. Nancy, it's been almost two years, and the poo-poo still won't accept that he lost the election. <laughs> Dingle. Dingleberry. That's a, that's a double. <laughs> then, as promised, Liz Cheney made the historic announcement. This afternoon, I am offering this resolution that the committee direct the chairman to issue a subpoena for relevant documents and testimony under oath from Donald John Trump in connection with the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. There it is. That's it. Here we go. Here we go. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Absolutely necessary and unprecedented. They had to do it. They had to do it for the people. Of course, it's never going to happen. 
The former president doesn't want the opportunity to defend himself on national television. I mean, even if he is the only person who could get up there and set the record straight and stick it to Liz Cheney and Adam Schiff and prove this whole thing as a witch hunt, I mean, it would be watched by too many people on the biggest stage in the world. I mean, he doesn't want to be the center of attention. He'd, he'd get the highest TV ratings in history, but he doesn't want to go up there and yell to the committee, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. You also can't handle Truth Social, which is why no one is signing up, right? Here's, here's how the vote went down. Ms. Cheney. Aye. Ms. Lofgren. Aye. Mr. Schiff. Aye. Mr. Aguilar. Aye. Mrs. Murphy. Aye. Mr. Raskin. Aye. Mrs. Luria. Aye. Mr. Kinzinger. Kinzinger, aye. Mr. Chairman. Aye. Audience. Well, that's a damning new archive footage. That's a damning archive footage. You know how people are worried when they had to be in the hideout. All the people that were inside the Senate, that is, except for Mike Pence, who is, uh, well, in an undisclosed location. And particularly now, this is going to be way more tainted for Trump to... uh decide to run for president again. Well, speaking of Trump running for president, well, last well, two we last week on November 15th, he decided to run for president again and uh, not many people are very happy about it. Even the host of the late show on CBS. Well, say goodbye to that good feeling, because last night, the former president announced he is running for future president in 2024. I get it, but you're going to want to pace yourself. Those boos need to last for two years. Anyway, uh, he threw his stupid hat in the ring. It's 2016 all over again. Crank up Beyonce's lemonade. Throw on the all-female Ghostbusters, because we are Pokemon going back to hell. <laughs> the former president has been waiting for this moment since he left office, and he had all that time to come up with the perfect line to win back the American people and resurrect his political career. Here's what he came up with. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy. So this time, <laughs> he's going to make America great and glorious again. Murgaga! <laughs> For those of you who did not watch his announcement, me neither, I, I pay some sucker to do that for me. Over the last six years, I've watched plenty of this guy already. You can cut me open and count the rings on my liver. And I expect, I expect the lies and racism and narcissism, but I also expect yelling and nicknames and bragging about sex boats to Boy Scouts. One thing I did not expect was the universal review of his speech. Boring! And it's true, he seems disinterested, low energy, and frankly, spent. That mob's going to have to change their chant to, wake him up, wake him up, wake... Maybe iron him. He seems rumply. Somebody balled him up. It was such a lame event, even his family didn't show. John Jr. planned to, but his flight got stuck in bad weather. Let me guess, was it a snowstorm? Was it a... 
some fresh powder? What was it? Couldn't shovel your way out of the uh, cocaine? But the one, uh, the one that really must have stung is that Ivanka did not show and released a statement saying, I do not plan to be involved in politics. This time around, I am choosing to prioritize my young children. This time? You know, they were also your young children last time. They were actually younger children. But you know what they say, the younger kids are, the less they need you. But the former president did have one of his adult kids show up. I happen to have some children in the front row. They, they understand. In fact, my one boy, stand up, Eric. He knows my name. Hi, Dad. That's my dad. He knows my name, and he said I'm his boy. Dad, I always knew I was your favorite child who came home to that room tonight. Oh, this is better than a hug. From what I've read. Now, what did I say there in the middle? What did I say? Didn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. His advisors were hoping for no more than 45 minutes. That's what they said. But the former president spoke for over an hour, which might be why a crowd formed by the exit of the ballroom tried to leave the announcement before he had finished. But security wouldn't let them. Always. Always a sign of a successful event. Okay. Uh, Take your seats. The piano recital will start shortly. Please silence your cell phones. Uh, The doors are locked from the outside. Clap loudly. We have your family. (laughs) And now, Furley's. Start to finish, uh, this announcement was a pathetic, drowsy word shamble towards Snoozeville. He didn't ride a single escalator. And during what little I watched, I thought, I have never seen anything sadder in my life until the speech ended and the DJ cranked up the jams and this happened. never seen anyone move more quickly from YMCA to why am I doing this? I'll just go. Crowd wasn't the only one headed for the exits. So was Fox News. It's very, very much hurting our country. Germany tried it. You know, Germany tried it. They were up for about a year. Remember I sent to Angela? Remember Angela? Do you remember Angela? Nobody's remembering her now. Angela right, Merkel. Just joining us, President Trump in Mar-a-Lago announcing his 2024 presidential run. Uh, we're going to go back to the speech in just a minute. Oh, wow. That has real stop grandpa's toast at the wedding energy. All right, all right, all right. There, give me the mic. Let's hear it for P-Pop, everybody. Of course, we all love your stories. And if one of the groomsmen could help him get his pants back on, that would be, that would be great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that news from Trump obviously doesn't sit well with both sides of the political party. And uh, the Lincoln Project uploaded this on all of their social medias and decided to take fun of this news from Trump. I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. 
that was horrible. That is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. We'll have better choices come 2024. It was so bad, Ivanka Trump left politics during her own father's announcement he's running for president again. Probably low energy. I actually saw people trying to leave, um, and, and people leaving early even before he was done. He's still speaking now. They actually started preventing people from leaving. This is the New York Post. Do you see that? You can barely see it because it only says Florida man makes announcement. It's hard to imagine how it could have been worse from beginning to end and style and substance, the delivery, the content. And the first line is to paraphrase Voltaire after he attended an orgy once was an experiment, twice would be perverse. I gotta say, the Lincoln Project did a great job of putting those reactions together, and the only reason why Trump is uh, running for president, like uh, the Late Show guy pointed out during one of his monologues, is so Trump would get away from the subpoena thing, right? He's trying to, you know, get away from murder or getting out of trouble, as some people might say. And... When Elon Musk took over Twitter, he asked the people if Trump should be reinstated. And, well, here's what happened. Now, former president did get some good news uh, this weekend because on Saturday, Elon Musk reinstated his Twitter account. No, no, Elon, I won't go back. The racism, the misspelling, the calls to violence... The dot, dot, dots. Remember? Remember the dot, dot, dots? Remember the f- covfefe? I am not. I am not. You know what? I am not going to partake in it. Of course, Musk, ever the genius, approached the decision scientifically with a Twitter poll. The former president won with an overwhelming majority of... 51.8%. Good enough for Musk, who announced the reinstatement with the Latin phrase, Vox Populi, Vox Dei, which means the voice of the people is the voice of God. Well, I took a little pig Latin in college, so let me respond by saying, Oxe and Agbe of Ixday. So, Ixday. Ixnay on the Ixday. So, so Musco's based on a 1.8% majority in a completely made-up poll riddled with bots. I'm super cool reinstating a maniac whose last tweet celebrated a violent coup attempt on Capitol Hill. And in return for that complete moral debasement, the former president said, no thanks. Look what he said, Elon. He did put up a poll, and I hear it's very overwhelming, very strong. But I have something called Trump. If you look, it's Trump-owned, but it's, uh, it's really fantastic truth social. He couldn't even remember the name of his own failed online hate bucket. He's got to be, he's got to be the worst huckster of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, step right up and sample Dr. What's my name? Dr. Doctor since Magic Elixir. Guaranteed to give you or cure you stuff and things. Wait, come back. Did I mention it has mercury? 
Well, I guarantee, like Donald Trump himself, I don't think he would immediately go back to Twitter anytime soon in the near future, if that is what he would want, since he has truth social. Anyways, after this brief ad, we're gonna get to listen to some music. Well, actually, one song. So, stay tuned on this Friday night primetime special. Do you have a Donald Trump problem? The Republicans haven't resolved their Trump problem. I think Donald Trump gives us problems that you just can't seem to shake. We're still seeing a Republican Party, though, that can't quit Donald Trump. You wish it would go away. The short message to Donald Trump, go away. But when you try to quit... Count me out. Enough is enough. It never seems to last. Can we move forward uh, without President Trump? The answer is no. Now there's help. Introducing Nicodump DT, the transdermal patch specifically formulated to help manage addiction to Donald Trump. The patch goes to work fast, releasing a patented blend of lithium, fried chicken, and libtard tears to help curb your appetite for Trump and start living life again. Ask your doctor if you believe in doctors about Nicodump DT. It's time to move on. It's time for Nicodump DT. From the makers of Ronda Chantix. After this uh, brief ad on this uh, special Friday edition of Random Stuff, now let's get to listen to a song once again from Saturday Night Live. And this time, it's from, once again, Pete Davidson. Back then, he was still in the cast of Saturday Night Live at the previous season before his departure. But he got to sing... A parody of Mark Cohn's Walking in Memphis called Walking in Staten. Yes, he's talking about the city called Staten, New York, along with Big Wet Method Man and Mark Cohn himself. So here is the performance of a parody called Walking in Staten. Here's Method Man, Big Wet, Mark Cohn, and former SNL cast member Pete Davidson. Major dude 
Herschel and me got common values. We both know the presidency was stolen from Donald J. Trump. We both keep big pictures of Jesus in our living rooms. And we both sustained multiple traumatic head injuries. That's how come raccoon mushroom head basketball. Ah, come on, brain. Let's get through this. <laughs> Herman Waldo is pro-life. He's so pro-life, he'll put a baby in anybody. He's got hundreds of them. And a Heisman Trophy to boot. The other thing, Hercules is tough on the environment. He says we got too many trees. Good point. One time I climbed all the way up to fill my honey pot and a whole mess of hornets stung me in the eye holes. I fell 52 feet and when I landed I was so blind I thought I was a prostitute named Carol for eight months. So vote for Hershey's Walnut this November. He'll protect our babies from getting abortions and keep trees where they belong. Out of our schools. Paid for by the Minnesota Chamber of Mentally Ill Betting Oh, folks, that is it for this Friday prime time edition of Random Stuff. We'll continue with this Thanksgiving break episodes tomorrow for the third season of Random Stuff. But until then, see you tomorrow. Nighty night.